You're listening to your Yes, I would like burn sage with that, please. NBA podcast with David and Kang. Kang, it's Christmas. The Nets are hot. Bitcoin's popping. How's life? How's life, my friend? Uh, I'd just like to say it's a time for forgiveness. It's a time for, um, you know, coming, cleansing your soul. And one does that with burning sage. So, I, you know, I wouldn't poo-poo that. I wouldn't knock that so easily. I think you should try it. Maybe Kyrie's onto something. Given that he scored like 60 points in two games already. Okay, Merry Christmas to you and to all our dear listeners. Merry Christmas. Now, you told me on Christmas, Joanne and Patch are on the other room while you spend time with your family. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Right. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> what are you doing? I've been spending quality time with my uh, life partner, basically staying indoors, staying safe. By the way, life partner, she's, it's, it's a female. Uh, some of our US friends might, might get confused. Yeah, why are you hiding? Yeah, why am I hiding? That's okay. <laughs> Where's Dwight? Where's Dwight? He's so hot right now. We spent the holiday here, uh, you know, basically inside. We didn't go anywhere. And we spent Christmas um, making crafts. What kind of crafts? So we exchanged gifts, but we made our gifts. So we just made it mm. using crafts. Mm. It's love, Kay. Mm. It's love. But where do you buy the the crafts? Do you buy it yourself, or is it like is it like a uh, is it like one of those DIY packs that you kind of know the final thing, but you you have to make it in order to to give it? Yeah. So I actually I didn't do any crafts. I three D printed uh, my sort oh, of wow. gift. It's like these little figurines of these cute um, squirrel characters from a cartoon. Yeah. They'll be like huh. just unplanned. She happened to make the same cartoon characters, except she she's doing it using what's called felting, which I didn't know two days ago. I didn't know what it was, but now I know. The soft like is like yeah of... yeah it's like wool. It's just wool, and then you use these like needle things to compress the wool, and eventually you come out with like mm. little figurines. And animals, mm. but um, mm. apparently it's big in Japan, and she discovered it. So <laughs> she's been making the figures. Where did you get the three D printing done? Do you have a three D printer, or did you go to a printing shop no, that has a three D printer? It's a it's a quite a long and involved gift, Kane. Um, of course, to to show my my love for my family. <laughs> Just like how you <laughs> you spend so much time. You do with your also. You're also famously without a job. Oh, okay. So <laughs> okay. You do have oh, wow. a lot of time wow. on your hands. Ouch! <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas, you Kane. It's Christmas, Kane. It hurts. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> time for giving. No, like this cartoon is from the '80s. It's this like obscure Japanese cartoon. So I did a screen grab of one of the cells for this the screenshot of the characters I want, and then I had I had to. Like find someone online on it's called like Fever or River or Fiver. Um, you basically mm, source okay. like a person that can do work for you. In this case, I sourced mm. a, like an illustrator who then converted that cell into like um, Adobe Illustrator file, high quality graphic, and then I sourced another person to take that graphic and create a three D model out of it. Um, mm. And then I mm. printed out the 3D model in, in China. I actually mm. printed out two. I wanted to print out another one to then get painted, uh, but then the the work didn't come out uh, to be good quality, so I uh, I abandoned that 
that part of the gift. Uh, so I had a good quality print, but it's not colored. These Chinese workers can, right. can trust them. Shoddy work. <laughs> Shoddy work. <laughs> true, true. You should see what they, the buildings they build in Australia. <laughs> Uh, how about you? How was how's your Christmas? How's your break? Um, on Christmas Day, um, spending it with my parents, went to their place, had dinner, had like a Christmas dinner, which is like a first in a while because usually they're away, but obviously because of coronavirus, there's no travel. So um, just stayed local, just had dinner at home with the parents and the wife and the dog. Um, and yeah, um, I might have some friends over today, like just for like a post-Christmas uh, dinner sort of thing. And uh, yeah, watch some, watch some NBA Christmas basketball. Nice. I like it's it. It's all happening. I like it. What's on the menu tonight? Well, we had, well, just to kind of, you know, give some context as to what's happened so far at the time of this recording. We've had the Miami Heat uh, destroy the Pelicans 111 to 98. And that was way before your time because you're probably way asleep. The Bucks destroyed the Golden State Warriors, um, another blowout win. Uh, Golden State, another blowout loss. And we'll get into that. And then um, most recently, uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, also completely uh, handled the Boston Celtics uh, like at close to 30-point uh, win <laughs> I, there. I, I ask you, wait, what, what are you serving your dinner guests? <laughs> you read it right out. Oh, I'm serving, wow. I'm serving a okay. nice... Okay. Ice cold victory. The Nets destroying the Boston Celtics, handing them the the first loss of the season. Joanna and Patch call. They they wanted me to ask you if they can come in now. Can they come back no. home now? No way. I'm still basking in the glory. Oh. Okay. Let's let's skip the small talk. Okay. Let's get to down to brass tacks. How are you feeling about the Nets? We just finished watching the Nets destroy the Celtics. A legitimate Eastern contender. Tell me more. Not only, like, they also beat the Heat, uh, sorry, they beat the Bucks the, the, in opening night, um, which was a close game. I actually kind of started to turn that game off because I thought the, the, the Celtics were going to win handily, but then the, uh, the Bucks came back. Um, so, yeah, I would put Celtics in that, um, that tier of top Eastern Conference contenders and one of the, one of the teams to get into the finals. Um, and the Nets destroyed them. I think it, it was fairly close, like up into the half. I think the, the Celtics were actually up by three or two um, by the end of the first half. But then third quarter, it's like, just like the Warriors were during their dynasty, like during their dominance, um, enter the third quarter when even if they're down by like a lot, a bit, doesn't matter. Like just the, the Nets with Karis LeVert um, scoring, you know, back to back to back baskets, KD doing his thing, Kyrie, like a bit of a revenge game for him coming back to Boston, first game in Boston. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it, they just showed up. They they just stepped on the gas in the third quarter and that was it. Like, You can be honest with me. How are you feeling about this team in terms of prospects for this season? Are you are you looking forward to the playoffs already? How are the haters yeah. doing right now? I was saying now? a bit before the show, we, we the Nets have blown out the Warriors who were considered like a playoff one of like one of the teams that should get into the playoffs especially if Draymond's healthy and they blew them out and then they beat the Celtics who we just said is one of the Eastern Conference contenders and they blew them out I just don't see how any team like the Hornets the Cavaliers the Knicks 
and we're going to be versing them a few times. We're not always going to be versing the Lakers and the Bucks and you know those top teams. We're going to win like a lot of games. Like, like it is what it is. The Nets are like just way too strong. And like, like I said, it has a mini Warriors vibe because it doesn't matter how much we're down. You just get the ball in KD and Kyrie's hands and they can rip off like 12 points in a row. And like, yeah, maybe they give up a lot defensively and they give up a few offensive rebounds, but uh, we can, we're good for like 12 straight points, you know, if it, like offensively. So I, I think like, especially with KD, he really is just in his bag. He can he, he scores at all different levels. He he hits he was hitting it off the glass, which is such a Tim Duncan. Like I haven't seen anyone so confident just like banking it off the the, the backboard uh, so effortlessly, um, dunking it. He ran past Tatum uh, and just went for an easy dunk. One foot three pointers like you know we've seen in the past. Um, uh, what's his name? Tristan Thompson was guarding him. Yeah, you know, of course. I of course. Kevin Durant can blow past him, but instead just decides to just spot up three point shot, goes in a swish. He's got it. He's got every. He's got his entire offensive repertoire. I don't think he's Mr. B. People are saying like this Nets team will be scary if KD is eighty percent. He's like a, more than eighty percent right now, and he's only going to get healthier, especially with um, times for rest against weaker teams. Um, and as the season goes, and as his chemistry builds with the rest of his teammates, um, it seems really really good. Like everyone's kind of settled into the roles already. Um, guys that were taking like bad shots like Torian Prince last season is now like being more relaxed, not taking bad shots and kind of like passing it around to better players. Even like Dinwiddie, who's a bit of a hog um, when we need him to be um, because, you know, we only didn't, we only had like Dinwiddie and Levert for most of the times last season as our main offensive catalyst. Um, now Dinwiddie doesn't have to shoot. He literally passes, uh, passes open shots to give it to Kyrie and KD for better shots. Um, so I like where this team is at mentally. I like where I like where the ego's at. Um, I don't mind Ky- uh, Kyrie and Katie dominating because they're good for it. They can they can literally score sixty points between them easily. Um, so yeah, I think it's looking good. I'm excited to finally see them on the court together. Um, I think if anyone hasn't seen them play yet, like like play watch live, not just highlights, but like just watch them live and how they operate and how they talk and high five each other between. Uh, like between plays, I, I think it's just really. And Katie's got his pep in his step. He's 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 planting his foot hard. He's making cuts. He's planting his foot to make um, step back shots. It, it, he's looking strong. I, I think the rehab has really worked, and it, he's looking strong in his leg and the dunks too. He's like and like I've been, he's not afraid to dunk it too, which is really encouraging. O M G is all I have to say, Kane. I agree hundred percent with you. KD is looking strong. He's looking good. You hit the nail on the head when he said, this is only the start of the season. He's only going to get stronger. And the chemistry is only going to improve as the season progresses. If we're already seeing this type of quality from KD, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I think him and the coaching staff and the management there, they've got a plan. They're going to be able to, to strengthen, to build strength throughout the season to be ready for the playoffs. And I think that's when we can see fully unleashed KD. And the purpose of this season is to build the good habits and importantly, stay healthy, slowly build your strength. The scary thing is already they're seeing, they're showing us how deadly that combination of KD and Kyrie are. Yeah. 
Oh, and they're blowing out teams. They're literally blowing teams out of the water. It also just makes me so uh, confident. It gives me such, so much confidence that this team uh, can build those good habits because when I see Steve Nash sitting on the court and he's an, obviously a newbie when it comes to head coaching, it just gives me so much confidence that sitting next to him is Mike D'Antoni, an NBA coaching veteran, a guy that's seen it all, has been to the, the, the highest peaks and the biggest disappointments in, like, in his coaching career. Uh, and he's handled the biggest egos too. So I, I think that he, he's a great assistant coach to have, you know, in your stable. I think he's going to give a lot of sage wisdom uh, to not only the coaching staff, but, you know, the guys that, you know, that we're going to listen to Mike Dan, like a Mike D'Antoni level coach. Because um, he's one of the, like, I think he's one of the best coaches still. Like he might not be a guy that can lead you to the championship, but in terms of X's and O's and schemes and, uh, just respect. I think a lot of players are going to have that for Dan Tony. It's checkmate. All I see is checkmate. KD, checkmate. Steve Nash, checkmate. Dan Tony, I like it. Checkmate. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Maybe checkmate. You're trying to think of like a checkers move or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. I know how to play chess actually. <laughs> I, I like this. I think, I think Kyrie is the vocal leader, though. I think Katie is willing to take this. Like, why he went to the Warriors, too, I think, is because he was, he was willing to cede leadership to Steph. And I think he has that similar vibe. He's, he's the best player on this team, obviously, but Kyrie might get some MVP love if the Nets continue to play like this because Kyrie is the emotional and vocal leader of this team. Well, he's certainly emotional. I would say also that okay. this... <laughs> look, I have, to, I have to come clean, okay? I've been humbled this far by Kyrie. His performance has been on point. And he's shutting up the haters. He did score 50 points in his, in his Nets debut, though, last season. Okay, scratch that. It doesn't matter. He's playing for nothing, man. Now, this is totally different. Him and KD, <laughs> he, don't, he don't need to score 50 points. He doesn't need to lead this... The young guys, okay? By the way, he's still saying young guys when he talks about Boston. <laughs> God bless him. God they bless love him, him though. God Those guys him. love him. They, 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 they like embrace so hard after, after the games. But the point is, just the fact that he's able to gel this far with KD, that's enough. That's enough. Because, let's be honest, he's a scoring threat. And this far, he's been shutting up the haters. Haters like me. Because all I can do is sit back and watch. Would you today, as of right now, without seeing any games played by James Harden this season, would you trade James Harden straight up for Kyrie Irving still today? Ooh, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Because, and I don't mean to compare the skills of Kyrie with James Harden. No, of course not. Harden's better, of course. But, does... Kevin Durant have better chemistry with James Harden than Kyrie in terms of interpersonal relationship, friends? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't that. think so. How about with DeAndre uh, Jordan? I don't think so. Mm. In which case, and also, Kyrie is from the area. He is from, was he from Brooklyn? I think he's from Brooklyn. Or he's, he's from New, New Jersey. York. New Jersey. New Jersey, close enough. He's from the area, so I think that's additional motivation. Um, so I think those things matter. I think those things matter, and I'm not sure I would make a move, especially after these two games. It's two games, but I think I've seen enough, okay? I know I've seen enough in the sense that 
they seem to they are able to perform together on the court. There's no yeah, the potential is sky high. The potential is championship. Exactly, and I'm not sure if I disturb that. Um, and I would say that the Brooklyn holds all the cards. They don't need to make the move. They're the up and coming team. They're the team that people fear. Houston is falling apart. Mm. They're trying to get rid of James Harden. So I'm sitting pretty if I'm the Nets. I think also Houston's going to hold on to James Harden until he's played some games and reminds people that he's of MVP level talent. There's no point in trading James Harden now when his stock is all time low. I'm I'm not sure if he'll be performing very well this season. All we've seen uh, James Harden do is get coronavirus and go partying. Well, well, he didn't get coronavirus, I think. But I think if you're a Rockets fan, you hope that James Harden shows a professional. Two questions I have to ask you about the Nets, though. Before the season, the criticism had been, or at least the concern had been, that there's no defense on this team. In the two games, what it's not a problem seen? because they can um, they can they can ignite the fast break very quickly. Uh, they get an offensive rebound. Uh, sorry, they get a defensive rebound, and it's like off to the races. Kyrie runs up. Joe Harris um, runs to the corner. Of, you know, if, if if they don't don't defend him properly, that's an open three. Um, Karis Levert's super fast, Dinwiddie's super fast and is a good passer. Uh, DeAndre Jordan can start fast breaks too, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a very good passer. In his uh, underutilized role, he's going to shine a lot of times, like, you know, get scrappy rebounds and, and, and lobs and, you know, alley-oops, which happen in this game. Like, there's a lot of times you just don't, you try to focus so much attention on Kyrie and KD that you forget about DeAndre. So I think he's going to get a lot of good looks, especially at the rim. Um... But yeah, so you say your best defensive players is probably Katie and DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, who's a good shot blocker, but not not much else. Um, I think they're still susceptible to giving up rebounds, especially against more physical teams. So I like to see them when they burst the box because box are going to be so physical um, that it might discourage them from getting to the rim. Because uh, right now they're such a multi-layered team in terms of getting getting buckets. Because Kyrie is able to finish anywhere around the rim, and also his three-point game's looking pretty good, and KD is obviously a superstar. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, against more physical teams, uh, if they have to focus more attention on defense, it might affect the offensive game. But right now, they're they're just doing enough on defense to just get like a start on off like on the offensive fast break. So that's kind of giving them a, a you know a leg up. They're kind of focusing most of the effort on the offense. It feels like, because they're giving up some off uh, some offensive rebounds. Up the like Tristan Thompson and was the Daniel Tice was feeding a little bit at the beginning of the game and maybe towards later games they like you know they got more tired. But in the beginning, like they were getting a lot of like easy rebounds. I'm not too worried because this is where Mike D'Antoni comes in. He'll figure it out. Think from D'Antoni's perspective, would he rather have James Harden and four other guys standing around? Or do you think D'Antoni will figure it out if you give him the weapon of Kyrie Irving, creative player? If you give him the weapon of KD, unstoppable? If you give him the, the weapon of Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert off the bench? These are multiple weapons that you're giving D'Antoni. I'm confident that he'll figure it out. And the second thing, that I've noticed, the Nets feel deep. I don't know if that was what people were talking about before. Yeah, they were, yeah. Well, that's what I was talking about. Like this fucking, like, 
you have KD and Kyrie just sucking up all the attention. And I feel like every time they pass a ball, it's someone that's good. They're passing it to a Stinwiddie, to a Jared Allen in a good position to score, to a Joe Harris. I feel like every time they pass, it's to like a threat. It's almost like the Warriors days. You're, you're fucked with, with, with the stars have the ball and you're fucked when they pass it. <laughs> I mean, definitely, there's only going to be, at most, two All-Stars from this team. There were four All-Stars on the Warriors, so I don't think this team is, at, like, top-level top heavy as the Warriors were. But, yeah, I think you're right. Like, there's enough players that understand their role, knew their position coming into the NBA. Like, they weren't high first-round talented, you know, high-pedigree players. They were second-round picks, undrafted players that worked their way and built this culture within the, you know, Nets team with Sean Marks at the helm of it all. And, um, you know, the late departed Kenny Atkinson that is, 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 is no longer with the team. He's not dead, but, you know, he, he's dead to me. No, he's not. Oh, wow. Okay. That's mean. He, he, no, he's like, in the same place I mean, as I'm uh, sad. Like, I right? wish Kenny Atkinson was still part of this team. Yeah, and D'Lo especially. Um, you dig a six-foot hole uh, where you place all your favorite uh, Nets people, right? <laughs> for safekeeping. So for safekeeping. Yeah, for safety. Yeah, I hope they come back. Um, but yeah, like this team is deep. Karis LeVert's coming off the bench, which I really like because it means that he doesn't have to sacrifice his game. He can continue being a volume shooter. And um, like we were saying in the fourth quarter, he just comes out and like he just uh, provide. He just is directly assisting or directly. Uh, He's directly associated with like nine straight points. I watch him score back to back to back while Kyrie and KD were on the bench. So, you know, he's doing that even starters too. He's doing that against Tatum and Brown and Smart, you know, because they're not as deep as the Nets. But you put him against some other teams you know, uh, that, you know, start running their second unit and Karis LeVert is on our second unit. He's going to go to work. He's going to feast. He, he can, he's going to get past you. So the only thing stopping us is injuries like any other team. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's. I think so far, two games up, two wins in the in the in the bag, um, two blowout wins against the Warriors and and the Celtics. I, you know, I think we're looking good. I would book it top three seed minimum, depending on how like how much we rest and stuff like that. Let's answer what people really want to know: Who's going to come out of the East? I can't. I can't go against my my fan. You know, my team. I'm a fan of the Nets, so that's my team. Uh, if I had to be super objective, I s still like. Uh, I mean, it's between the Bucks and the it's between the Bucks and the Nets for me. Like the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks can't get out of second yeah. round. <laughs> am I am I the only crazy? Am I living in the crazy world? No. <laughs> when people pick the, I mean, this is not just you. Other people have keep saying the Bucks, the Bucks. Which, which Bucks have they been watching? <laughs> True. <laughs> but I guess I can't see past Giannis uh, not... This is... Giannis improves every single year. He goes from one MVP to a better, efficient, more efficient uh, MVP last season. He's now started developing a three-point shot. In his first two games, he's shooting the ball more. He's shooting the ball way more. Like, you can't say that about other MVPs. Like, you, you become a two-time MVP, you think you're, like, one of the best players of all time, right? No, he's still developing his game. He's he's more open to shooting shots, uh, even contested shots, uh, like at you know deeper ranges. Uh, I I think the development is going to continue, and I think 
if Giannis opens up his game, I think that's going to change how teams defend the box. I think they have that real possibility. I think the ceiling changes as Giannis continues to improve. I think that improvement is still there. I just think um, that's not a sure thing. And the Nets are more of a sure thing because they have KD and Kyrie, two proven champions. Um, so I like the Nets, but I, I can't say that they're a sure thing over the over the Bucks. I think the Bucks are my second favorite. Then I guess. Okay, okay. Let me just let me just translate for the listeners. Kane is a very nice person. He was just trying to hedge there and give the other teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he almost choked. He almost choked. He almost choked getting that point at, uh, across. Well, who have you got? Who do you, who do you have then? Look, reading between the lines. <laughs> I, I I told you, I, I told you my answer, and then you said like, no, what was the objective answer? Reading between the lines of your answer, what you just said is, other teams, sit your ass down. Sit down. The Nets got this. We got them. We got them. Okay, that's the answer. All the things that you brought up about Giannis, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, sure, this is the stuff that they're going to write about when they, they award him MVP or whatever other regular regular season awards that he gets, okay? In the playoffs... Mm. No worries, no problem. Go ch- go shoot your three-pointers. We'll live with the results, okay? Mm. You take your three-pointers. What do we see in the first game? Clutch, free throws. Needed two free throws to tie the game. Guess what? Missed the second one. Missed the second one. That's exactly what happens to Giannis in the playoffs, okay? He can't hit the free throws late in the game. They don't guard him on the three-point line, and no one else can make a shot. I don't see this season being much different. Well, you hope that the other guys can hit the shots. Like, you, you have to give credit. Giannis is making the right basketball play. Someone's triple teaming him. You pass it out because uh, obviously it means someone is not being covered at all. Um, and if that guy can't hit the shot, then that's... I feel like that's the same argument we, we say against LeBron. Like, LeBron shouldn't get all the criticism just because his guys can't hit the shots. Just because J.R. Smith... Uh, runs the wrong <laughs> wow. wrong way. Is wow. it LeBron's fault? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm not saying this is on Giannis. Giannis is fantastic. He's MVP. What I'm saying, my comments more towards the Bucks team. Has the team gotten substantially better than past seasons? And if not, then what's different this season? I don't care if Giannis improves two percent. Well, Drew Holiday right? is is okay. is an MVP candidate. He's not. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, don't remind me. Dave, David Griffin, literally a year and a half ago, last summer, said before last season, said that Drew Holiday was the MVP. And that... The, yeah, the, so you got two MVPs in your team. He said the Pelicans were Drew's team. Okay? And then he shipped... They were. Okay. And then he shipped his ass out, right? Yeah, a season later. A season <laughs> oh later. Oh god. Okay. God bless Dave Griffin. Well, so who, who do you have winning, winning the East then? I think you're right. It could be the Bucks. <laughs> no, no, what I want to say is, there's a number of teams that potentially can come out of the East. But if I were to say, guess or make a bet now to who does actually come out of the East, it's got to be Brooklyn. It has to be Brooklyn. Well, you said you like the Sixers too, right? This I like the Sixers because they added Daryl Morey, and I feel like he can. <laughs> They also had a new coach. Oh, He's Doc a really Rivers. good shot blocker. It's Daryl Morey. Uh, he also <laughs> gets all the guys open. Daryl Morey. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him? No. Have you seen him uh, dunk? Okay. <laughs> he just dunks over China.
Who comes out of the West and who wins the championship? It's the LA Lakers. They win the championship. Yeah, I, I got the LA team as well, but I, I got the Clippers. I think uh, PG, okay. PG, <laughs> PG is going to uh, redemption story. Um, Kawhi is going to prove that he's uh, you know, one of the best players of all time, winning his third finals MVP on, the, on, on his third different team. Um, and also, oh, actually, yeah, funny story, actually. Are you joking? This is a joke. He, yeah, I'm, I'm joking. Okay. But actually, can I, can I pivot for a second? Kawhi was like super candid in an interview saying that um, the best move for him at the end of the season is opting out of his contract and becoming a free agent. Not necessarily saying that he will leave the Clippers, but that the best career move is to not um, take on the player option and then just, you know, opt out of the contract and Enjoy resign. Lakers. Or just enter free agency. I mean, also it depends on like how bad PG, because you know PG is there for you know he, he signed a max contract, so he's there for a while. Uh, if Kawhi really doesn't see a future with the Clippers, you know because PG is horseshit, it, it's conceivable that Kawhi just you know up and leaves the the Clippers organization and I think rejoins the the Raptors. That's I think that's the team that he's always he's always wanted, but he just didn't know until he got traded there. I like that. I like that. I like that. Show Giannis who what a real winner looks like. <laughs> Up in the team, oh, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my real oh, in Tampa. They're in Tampa this year. But uh, my real champion. Yeah, I think the Lakers are too stacked. I think them adding like Montrezl Harrell. Dennis Schroeder, they got younger. Like they got the similar guys that they had last year, but they replaced Dwight with Montrez Harrell. They replaced Rajan Rondo with um, Dennis Schroeder, who they were already talking about contract extensions. Um, they still got KCP, still got Caruso, but you know, playing a bit more of a bench role because they got so many other guys that are contributing. Danny Green's not there anymore. They got Wes Matthews. I think this team is like, I they got better. They got better with you know, not much flexibility to move. And obviously, obviously re-signing Anthony Davis means he's a committed uh, man in LA and he's going to, you know, play hard and LeBron might be able to take some off nights. Uh, I think the only problem there is they've got Kuzma. Kuzma, we know, is a cancer. A guy that uh, LeBron and AD uh, very obviously uh, and very publicly have disowned uh, in the Lakers uniform. I think they re-signed him to an extension. You think they resigned to an extension? They have already. He signed an extension. Oh, what? No, no, no. They no. signed him an extension, like a good extension. It wasn't very expensive. So Kuzma agrees to a three-year, $40 million extension. Which doesn't mean that he's going to stay in LA. It only means that they've secured a good deal so that he can potentially still get traded or be a part of a trade package. Traded, but he needs to play to increase his play value because right now his value is quite low. Like I know he finished third in, in um, scoring for the Lakers last season, but his playoff efficiency was like, just hit the, hit the bottom of the tank. Um, so I think his stock is an all-time low, considering that he's not that young anymore. Like he's kind of getting there. Uh, I mean, he's 25, but still, it's like he's getting there. Like, he should be reaching his prime at this point. Yeah, they've been playing him first two games, which, again, makes me think, okay, maybe they're showcasing him somehow. But yeah, I'm totally off of the, the Kuzma bandwagon. After I watch him pull a Tragic Johnson and throw the fucking ball, no-look pass to, like, no one. <laughs> which, by the way, do you see the first game against uh, the Lakers and the Clippers where Paul George 
yeah. pass the ball to like no one. He just threw it in the stands. Yeah. And then he tried to blame. Well, PG also blew up and. And then he also tried to then blame someone else. He got angry that no one was there to catch his ball. <laughs> PG also blew up and led this, led in scoring and destroyed the Lakers. Right. So. Uh, the first game of the season. Yep. That sounds like PG, all right. Playoff P activated early this year. <laughs> Look, Ken, you know where I stand on PG. You can't trust him. Hot garbage. We'll see. PG 0.0. We'll That's we'll what see. I think expect in the playoffs. And on that note, dear listeners, mostly I'm talking about you, Hoyan. <laughs> uh, this trying time, it's been a trying year, and I would like to extend my thanks to you. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going at. Just cut Just, the bullshit. Uh... Just watch the Nets win, okay? Hoyan, sit your ass Thank down. You. Sit your ass down. Look, you can either watch Jeremy Grant or you can watch uh, Kevin Durant. Like, you know, you, you got a choice. So, yeah, I've, I've said, yeah, the Nets are going to be... I've just, I've been waiting for so long to see Katie and Kyrie on the floor. So, that's just, that's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to finally watch these two guys play together. And it's so far looking magical. Please stay safe. Enjoy time with your family. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Stay inside. Let's watch NBA basketball Merry together. Christmas. Merry yes. Christmas to you. Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. Happy New Year. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Thank you for listening to Your NBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your NBA Podcast.